Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 94. 2023 Lesson Formula and Swim Instructor Struggles. That's right. Today we're going to talk about the activity, activity, challenge formula that we use in our swimming lesson plans and some of the struggles that swim instructors have while using them. That's right. In our return to podcasting, we are going to review those lesson plans that we provide and use and how they can lead to some struggles with your staff. Let's get started. That's right. Today we are talking about the lesson formula and swim instructor struggles that come with it. So it's been a long time. It's been two and a half years since the last podcast episode, and that's because life has kind of interrupted in between um, doing this podcast, maintaining the website, my full-time job, and starting a family. So we do have a beautiful little girl, and she is fantastic and swimming in the pool. Uh, She loves the water and does alligator walks, front glides, jumps, and goes underwater all on her own uh, through her own interest and joy. Um, And we really only did a parent taught class for about six months to about a year and then just went to the pool and played, and that's been really instrumental. So uh, for a toddler, for an infant, it's a great way. We followed our lesson plans, and she loved it and is now super happy in the water. But today we're talking about the lesson formula and the uh, swim instructor struggles uh, that we face when we are looking at swimming lessons. So today I just want to review again what that activity activity challenge formula is and do a brief review of it so that you're familiar and then we're going to talk about some of the challenges and struggles that swim instructors have using those lesson plans. So what I'm doing right now is I'm going to go to swimminglessonsideas.com, log into my account, go to courses, downloads, tools, and tutorials, click on download files, and pull up the level two specific day lesson plan. And we're going to look at level two day one of four. If you are a free subscriber to our newsletter, you'll get access to this page uh, as part of your subscription and the free gift. Uh, It gives you an idea of what is included when you have a membership, the all-access membership. So we're looking at level two, day one of four, and the first activity, so we're going to follow the activity, activity challenge formula, is activity number one is bobs and bottom, go underwater 10 times. So these are level two swimmers that go underwater. Jump off the bottom of the pool each time, and if you're on a bench, bend your knees and then submerge, and if you're comfortable, use the bottom of the pool. So depending on the length area you're at or the pool location you have, do 10 bobs. Then activity number two is position 11 across the benches. So this is assuming that you use the platforms or benches in your pool, and if you don't have those, so it would be go from the wall to the instructor move over and keep moving. So do a bunch of glides or position 11, and this is a front glide. So the activity one were the bobs, activity number two is position 11, and those are progressive skills, so going underwater and then doing a a supported glide across benches. And then the challenge number one is to sit and read. Sit and read is go underwater and read how many fingers the instructor is holding up. So Uh, The participant goes underwater, the instructor holds up a certain number of fingers, 
and the participant comes above water and tells them how many fingers they were holding up. This requires them to open their eyes underwater and look. You can use goggles uh, or let them touch the instructor's hand. The intent here is it's a challenge, so encourage opening the eyes underwater, and the goal is underwater comfort. Now this challenge, it seems pretty simple, but for swimmers that are three, four, five, six, that are just comfortable going underwater, opening your eyes underwater is a new skill and it is a challenge. Uh, so it's something to overcome and that's how challenges work. So generally you can see from this, there's an activity, an activity that's connected to that first activity. So a progression of skills, one, two, and then a challenge ideally that relates to those skills that were just done. For example, going underwater, going underwater, and going underwater. You see that from bobs and bottom, position 11 is with your face underwater and gliding, horizontal movement, and the challenge sit and read is going underwater. So that is where that formula is used. So we're using that in all of our lesson plans. And what I wanna talk about is how those lesson plans were used throughout the summer in our summer swim lessons. So summer swim lessons are the most popular that we offer. And we have a staff of about 100 people teaching swim lessons. Now, with that 100 people does not come uh, instant mastery or excellence in being a swim instructor, despite the fact that all participants had gone through the online courses, level structure, and teaching swimming, as well as gone through a six to eight hour lesson swim instructor training course using the lesson coordinator handbook as a guide and tutorial for running that in-person training. So despite the fact that they did that, they're not all instant masters but they're good because they're, they have a familiarity and awareness of the lesson plans and they've had support staff managers that are reinforcing good habits and skills. Uh, but also, and importantly, they're using these lesson plans that I just talked about. So uh, as we go through here, uh, what are some struggles that the instructors come up with? Uh, some of the feedback we had was that while the swim instructors were using the lesson plans, they didn't understand the nuance of why they were doing the skills listed on the lesson plans. And you might ask yourself, well, if they're not, you know, if they're using lesson plan, why don't they know what the skills are aiming towards? Because they don't know, they don't care, or they don't remember what the testable skills are for the level that they're teaching. And in some cases, the level may be irrelevant to the instructor because we had our lesson coordinators do all of the evaluations and level assessments. So that puts in the hands of three people, they have specific level and skill mastery and understanding of what's required in each level, but the instructors did not necessarily have that level of understanding or show any interest in remembering that specific thing because they had no use for it because it didn't matter what they were teaching as long as they were following the lesson plans. So that's a particular struggle and pain point that I think we need to address in our program. Uh, but generally what it does is highlights how a tool like a level le sheet, a lesson plan, can remove the need to understand what that lesson plan is aiming towards. Um, you would think that it's kind of intuitive, but it's not. Um, 
it is for the person doing it who doesn't want to think anymore. They just want to show up and do their job uh, and do it well enough that they don't get in trouble or well enough to provide a quality lesson plan without any excessive thought or, or work that goes into learning a new skill. So to that person, it makes sense. But to a aquatic professional or a lesson coordinator, it's a struggle because now we have to make sure that not only do our, our swim instructors understand how to use the lesson plans, but they understand the underlying skills and level structure to go along with it. Now you might be asking yourself, but Jeff, isn't there a level structure online course? Yes. Yes, there is. And that was my answer. It was like, hey, they, they took the online course, the level structure. Why don't they know what they're doing? It's because they take it in May and then they teach in June and July and they forget. And if you're doing it as a one-off without lots of interaction or reference back to, okay, what are the skills in this level? What are the skills in this level? Um, then they're going to forget and they're not going to know. And then they're not going to care enough to look it up on their phones or their tablets or in the book because it's not important to them. I'm talking about the swim instructors that are teaching uh, for a couple of hours every morning. Um, especially if they don't have to do evaluations or um, have to do level assessments on their swimmers because we're having the managers and supervisors do it because they have a more nuanced understanding of it and they are better at crafting specific language for those evaluations. So there's a benefit to do it this way, but the downside is that now our instructors have no familiarity with the level structure and the testable skills, which is kind of a bummer because they don't need to because they're using these lesson plans which are strong enough to produce quality uh, swimmers without actually knowing why they're doing these particular skills, which is just, it just, it's kind of like a circular thought here. So let's take a look at the rest of the activities and challenges in the first lesson plan. And then we'll talk about how an instructor may or may not need to understand what the testable skills are for level two. So let's just recap uh, what the testable skills are for level two. Uh, and then I can go ahead and give you and uh, read through a briefly of what the lesson plan is. So again, I'm going to swimminglessonsideas.com. I'm going to courses, level structure, and I'm just going to open it up here for level two. And inside level two, you can click on each item. Uh, it's streamlined three body lengths on front and back. Can, the back leg can be in soldier. Streamline and then front crawl for five body lengths. Streamline and then back crawl for five body lengths. And then introduce the fly kick. If you click on streamline three body lengths, front and back, it gives you the testable goal. And then it gives you activities that you can do to achieve that testable goal. Uh, so in this case, it is uh, streamlining off the wall underwater and demonstrated on your belly and on your back. So gliding from bench to bench, three times streamline with freestyle kick, a streamline with a flip or streamline plus three strokes and then a flip or falling down for backstrokes on your back. So there's a list of different things and challenges that are related to this testable skill. Now this is part of the online course that your swim instructor should be taking, but it also serves as a reference guide. So you can say, okay, I want to work on streamline three body lengths, this testable skill. What do I do to do that? And then it lists a number of skills and challenges for that. If your instructors are only using the level sheets, the lesson plans, what they're going to read is the goals at the top, which do not include the testable skills. 
And then activity one, bobs and bottom. Activity two, position 11 across the benches. So that's related to this testable skill. And then sit and read challenge number one, which is going underwater. Activity three, kicking with support. Again, that's teaching the horizontal forward progression. So gliding, kicking, streamlining, freestyle, backstroke. Streamline glides, which is activity number four. Again, that's streamline, testable skill. And then challenge number two, back float with your toes up. So that's another testable skill, streamline on your back, or backstroke connected to a challenge. So each of these activities and challenges relate to a testable skill, even if they don't explicitly say which one they're relating to. Activity five, on deck freestyle arms. Okay, that testable skill of streamline and then five body lengths of freestyle arm strokes. Activity number six, glide and swim. So it's a streamline or a front glide, and then arm strokes or backstroke strokes to get to the rest of the way with support and then spin without touching this is just a body pushing uh, skill learning how to push against the water to make your body move again all of these skills are attached to one of those testable skills these activities and challenges uh, but they don't explicitly say it unless it's like back crawl arms on the deck so activity seven supported back glides activity eight back crawl arms on the deck challenge number four float on the back spin and rotate using one arm so it's like uh, you're spinning a clock dial on the surface of the pool, uh, which is the body. So the feet and the head move like you're uh, spinning a, like a, it's like you're putting your fingers in a drain grate, one of those circular drain grates and spinning it, but you're doing that with your body. Uh, so each, each of these activities and challenges relate to a testable skill, but they may not explicitly say that. So it's a very interesting conundrum where we have our, our struggle here from swim instructors that are teaching off the level sheets, the lesson plans, but they don't know the nuanced reasons why they're doing it. So then they feel that there's this lack of connection to the swimmers. There's this lack of progression because they don't know where they're going and they don't push towards those testable skills. Now this is a failing on, on my part, on our lesson corners part, because we need to do a better job of ensuring that our swim instructors understand the level structure beyond just passing the online course. Now perhaps it's the na naivete or not adapting to the, the, the nuance of today's day and age, but simply passing an online course does not equate to learning the material. Uh, it means that they passed the test. Uh, that's all that means, and they checked the boxes saying that they completed it. Um, what we need to do to address this struggle is to make sure through training and opportunity, that's an important point here, opportunity, that our swim instructors understand the nuances of our level structure and the testable skills inside each one. Now, generally, we make it easier by doing the quick test. So, Level one, do they go underwater? Level two, do they glide or streamline? Level three, can they do side breathing? And level four, can they do all four strokes? That's kind of the, the quick test, uh, determining which level they're going to fall into. But knowing those nuanced testable skills for each level is an important thing. And we need to make sure that our instructors have the ability or the comprehension to tell us what they are. So we're going to have to come up with a way to address that. A great way to do that is to have your instructors do evaluations of their swimmers. So they could use something like Swim Lessons Pro, which is our online swim instructor and swim lesson uh, tracking tool. 
that lets you put in uh, instructor accounts and swimmer accounts and parent accounts so that you can track your swimmer's progress in your program and it, it'll scale to whatever size of program you have. So if I log in here, I just logged into the test account. Uh, I'm gonna go to evaluations or swimmers. I'll click on a swimmer. If I wanted to go to a class, I could if I was a swim instructor. And I'm gonna edit Mr. Test after name filter and I'm gonna say levels mastered guppies level one and two. And right in here underneath that it says skills mastered. So if I'm reading off what skills that and I'm saying, okay, I'm evaluating the swimmer. Uh, I need to be able to read what these skills are to determine if that swimmer has passed that level or not. Now, if we have our swim instructors do this, we're going to be, we're, they presumably will read through each of the test skills mastered and check off the boxes for those skills that that swimmer has mastered. Now, in a similar way that I know what it was like to be a 16, 17 year old swim instructor, just checking off boxes saying, oh yeah, the swimmer passed. It has to be evaluated or proofed by someone else to make sure that they did it correctly. So the Red Cross has something called water safety instructor. They're the only people that can approve levels um, for levels three, four, five, and six, I believe, um, or validate that someone has passed a level. So while the swim instructors can check off the evaluation sheets, they cannot sign off on the actual level mastery or level pass cards uh, for each swimmer. That may have changed. Um, but ideally, if they're using Swim Lessons Pro, you can have your swim instructors go in, do an evaluation on a swimmer. So can, they can go to their classes, click on the class that they teach, click on the swimmer's name, and then edit the swimmer's skill mastery. So if it's level one, going underwater, recovering, going underwater, unassisted, support back glide, support front glide, and then update the swimmer. Uh, and hopefully that gives them an idea or an understanding of what that swimmer's ability actually is, and then gives them understanding of what level one is because they're checking off their swimmers on these skills. Now that's one way to make sure that your swim instructors understand the nuance of your level structure and your testable skills. Another one would be to bring them into the testing format. So as you do your evaluations with, so if you have your managers doing evaluations on your swimmers, you can collaborate with the swim instructor and say, I'm going to be testing them on these four skills and then say what the testable skills are, perhaps have them printed on a sheet and let the swim instructor run the class through those four testable skills. And then the swim court lesson coordinator can then check off and do the evaluation for each swimmer as they move through the testable skills for that level. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways. I'm curious to see what your process is for ensuring that your swim instructors, uh, especially at scale with like a lot of swim instructors, what you do to make sure that they understand both the level structure uh, beyond just being able to pass an online course and kind of briefly talk about it and follow a lesson plan effectively. Like what do you do to ensure that your swim instructors have mastery beyond just time and effort spent training and talking about it? What, what tactics, specific tactics do you do to make sure that your swim instructors are not struggling with your level and level structure? while using competently your lesson plans.
So let's wrap it up there. It's great to be back and talking to you. And tomorrow, uh, what I want to do is encourage you actually to uh, leave a message. So at the bottom of swimminglessonsideas.com, you can go ahead and ask a question. Just enable your recording, ask a question, and perhaps it'll be featured on another future podcast. I do want to say thank you. And tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Take care.